Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Keeping your office running like a well-oiled power play. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. 7 in Edmonton, hour number two of Oilers now. Bob Stoffer, Cody Jansen with you. The Oilers and the Jets game four tonight. Do or die for Edmonton. It's been a, an odd series to date so far, to say the least. Thank you for uh, taking time on your holiday Monday to listen to Oilers now, which is brought to you by Digitex. We wish you and yours all the best during these challenging and uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Of course, uh, you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors. 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday through Saturday. Rob Brown is our Oilers Now headliner for Wilhock Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock, W-I-L-H-A-U-K, today. As we go uh, to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, Rob joins us. Rob, uh, people ask me all the time, oh, especially when I travel on the road, the other broadcasters and stuff, you know, and, and there's there's been way worse times than this just to set the record straight. But there's been times when the teams won one out of 21 games. Oh, that must be brutal. You know, you got to do the show the day after. And there's been some heartbreak against Anaheim 27 last night. Oh, it's got to be brutal. Well, you know what? It beats the alternative number two. And frankly, I actually think hosting a post-game show when people have had a few pops, and uh, uh, to paraphrase Peyton Manning, are a little bit liquored up. I think that show might be actually tougher than hosting a show called Oilers Now, where the vent fest takes place. Uh, how wild was it last night after the game? Uh, it, it was wild. It was funny. It went from east to west or north to south. We had one caller that said that the Oilers will never win with Connor McDavid, that they have to get rid of him. He's never won anywhere. And he's the reason that the Oilers can't win in the playoffs. And then the very next caller we had said that it's obvious that Connor McDavid wants out. He wants to be traded. He doesn't want to play on this franchise. And he will be asking for a trade right away because he's too good for this team. So I had one saying that Connor is the reason. And I had another one saying that Connor doesn't want to be here because he's the only good player. So... Uh, I understand uh, the passion of the fans of Edmonton, and I've said it for years that in the wintertime, the mood of a day is usually dictated by how the Oilers did the night before. And this this city just lives and dies by its Oilers. Um, Last night was tough. It it really was. It was one where I'm sitting watching the game, and I'm like, I I can't believe this is happening. It's like uh, watching a train wreck. You're like, I can't turn away, but I don't want to watch anymore. And it was, uh, it's one of the few times in, in the 15 years that I've been doing this that I left absolutely spent because I just could not believe I witnessed something change so quick. It would have been better had the Oilers lost 6 nothing. Honestly, it would have been better because it wouldn't have probably hurt the, the Oilers faithful as much because that was a game for 50 minutes where the Oilers played perfect hockey. They were dominant. They were, uh, the Winnipeg Jets, in their body language, were resigned to the fact that they were yes. going to game four up just two to one. 
and then a, a simple mistake, uh, a, a, a ill-advised dumb penalty, and the entire game changed on that moment. Uh, well, I I can believe anything can happen uh, because anything can happen. You know, the first two games, Edmonton had one goal in two games, and people like, oh, McDavid and Settle. this would never happen to Sidney Crosby. Except it did happen to Sidney Crosby against Boston in the uh, in the Eastern Conference Final in 2013, when Pittsburgh had the best record in the East that year, uh, in a year in which only the East played the East and the West played the West. And by the way, Rob, Pittsburgh had the highest scoring team in the NHL, and they had the number one power play in the East that year too. So you know what? They had way more scoring depth than the Oilers. And Duke Rask went out and stopped 134 to 136 shots. So anything can happen. We know that. That they, that comes with the ter- You don't maybe expect to see it happen twice in a span of five years where a team gives up a three-goal lead like that. But it, to me, it reinforces, Rob, that the Oilers just aren't a finished product and uh, that there, there's still a lot of room to improve uh, the growth and maturation of the hockey club. They don't have enough depth. Winnipeg's got the depth. I, Rob, I'll throw this at you. Did you see? Did you see the Oilers out shooting the Jets eight shots per game through the first three games? Because I didn't. I didn't think Edmonton. That's a pretty significant amount, and have more Grade A scoring chances. That I got to tell you, that has surprised me a little. Well, it has me too, because up front the the Winnipeg Jets are deeper, and we really see it when you put Connor and Leon on the same line. And see who you line up as your second, third, and fourth lines against Winnipeg's. Uh, it's one of those. The Oilers have played well enough to be up in this series two-one. Uh, a complete optimist might say three-nothing, but they certainly have played well enough to be up in this series. Uh, it, it, the hockey gods have not blessed them at all because being down three-nothing the way they've played probably unfair. Uh, having said that, at the end of the day, you're trying to win hockey games, and the Oilers haven't got it done for. A variety of reasons, uh, self-inflicted wounds. Um, the first two games were on the back of the Winnipeg Jet goaltender played lights out. Last night was, uh, this game was in hand and the Oilers... It was a meltdown. Yep. It was a meltdown. meltdown. They made a mistake. Yep. And it, the, the Archibald, that was the start of, it, of the dumb penalty. But then after that, there's missing men, not getting in shooting lanes, throwing the puck away. And having said all of that, after it was tied 4-4, the Oilers had three or four grade-A scoring chances to win the game. Nugent Hopkins had two fantastic looks. Yamamoto on a wide-open two-on-one were more or less turned into a breakaway. Those chances were there for the Oilers, but Hellebuck, like all great goalies do, and we've had Grant here on the show many times, making a big save at a big moment, and that's what Connor Hellebuck did once the the game became tied. And we also don't look – the Oilers had a power play when it was 4-1. They could have extended to 5-1 and really shut the door so yeah. it was it was disappointing it was sad it's a gut punch uh having said that i do believe the best possible thing for the Oilers is they play tonight you don't have to sit on it for a day you get to play right away and the only thing you're thinking as an oiler i want to play one more game at rogers this year that's your only goal and to play one more game at rogers you have to win tonight's game are you surprised how many people think they know what mm-hmm. Connor mcdavid's thinking that's what I, the, the gentleman that called last night, he said, I can tell. He, he wants out. And I'm like, okay, tell me one player. I said, I, I played hockey in, in, the, in the NHL for 10 years. I played pro for 16. I've been involved with the game for 30-some years. I've never known a player that has said, I'm, I'm out of here. I'm, I'm gone. I want to uh, – this team's not good. It's organization. I'm, I'm gone in the prime of his career. And I, I challenged the gentleman last night, tell me one player. 
And he said, well, I don't, I don't know what goes on inside the dressing room. I don't know what he's saying. I said, but just tell me one player that was traded in his prime from a bad team to a great team to a good team. And he couldn't. Players aren't like that. They really aren't. When they're free agents, unrestricted, now they're going to the best opportunity for them. But I, I've yet to know a player that will quit on a franchise simply because he's not happy with what's happened uh, with the way they're going. Connor McDavid, to me, Connor McDavid, he wants to prove everyone wrong. He's going to win a Stanley Cup here just to prove people wrong. So I, I honestly don't believe any of that kind of stuff. Uh, Connor McDavid and the rest of the Edmonton Oilers have to be better tonight, and they know that, and that's about the all you can say. They need to be better, and hopefully we'll see uh, an even stronger effort from them tonight. Yeah, we have a lot of people making uh, morality judgments on people's personalities. I don't like this guy's body language or all this. Uh, it's interesting. So I'm going to throw something at you here, Rob. Do you know how many players have said no to Erie over the years in the OHL? Now, some of it has to do with education, with American education and the American high school system. But Erie has had challenges uh, getting top-flight players and, and not been able to draft players. You know who went to Erie? Connor McDavid. How many guys do you think say no to Prince Albert in the WHL? Or yeah. Swift Current or places like that. You know who went to Prince Albert out of Germany? Leon Dreisaitl. I mean, you had agencies that refused to allow their players to go to some of those smaller markets. They orchestrated maneuvering for them to play, go to places like Vancouver. In fact, a couple of those agents, one of whom's in town, wouldn't let his guy go to Edmonton, okay? Then Edmonton took off and became the powerhouse in the WHL in the first half of the 2010s and then begged Edmonton to trade for him. So, I mean, it just, like, I just, I just kind of chuckle at, like, we had a guy when the orders were three and six that texted us and said, I hope you losers lose Connor McDavid. Okay. <laughs> we, that was the text. I hope you losers. And he spelled losers, by the way, L O O S E R S. So I, I, I'm like, now, is he, does he want me to say losers on the air or does he want me to say <laughs> losers? So I, I always have a bit of a chuckle with it. Um, uh, because there sure seems to be a lot of people that claim to be in the know. Rob, you know, uh, I got to tell you, the older I get, the more I realize, the less I know. And sometimes I'm on, well, in most years I'm on every trip, and I still don't know anywhere near as much as some guys in town seem to claim that they know. I always find it quite remarkable. You know what I'm saying? Well, you're, you're right. And I just, I've been around the game, and I've been on teams that, uh, and played with players that were much better than anyone else on the team, and most guys that get to that level, to the level of Gretzky, Lemieux, Jaeger, uh, McDavid, Drysdale, they want to be part of the solution. They want to put franchises on their back and, and and turn them into contenders, into Stanley Cup champions. I've never played with a guy, nor have I ever heard about a guy that wanted to leave. And I know that anytime the Oilers struggle, that's the same thing. Well, McDavid's going to want to leave. He signed, what did he get, an eight-year contract? How long did he sign? What's the contract he got? Like, uh, he, he signed the max. He signed the max length, and he gave the team a significant break on the term, because he signed an eight. He signed an eight-year deal. By the way, look, I don't want Toronto to lose Austin Matthews, and I actually no. picked the Leafs to beat Boston to you a couple of years ago, and they should have if Nazem Kadri doesn't take himself out of that series. But but Austin Matthews only signed a five-year deal. Like, what do you think happens when he becomes a free agent? Do you think Arizona sits there and, and with Toronto having a ton of money tied up in Tavares and, and Marner and, and Nylander and possibly Hyman here, do you think maybe Arizona sits there and offers them max offer? My guess is they will. Anyhow, go well, ahead. That's why, 
And that's why Connor McDavid signing the max deal. And that's when the Oilers weren't as good as they are now. I mean, now they're, they're, they're starting to make strides going in the right direction. Two really good regular seasons in a row. Uh, so this is where uh, when people say that, well, if Connor McDavid didn't, didn't think he wanted to be in a franchise – uh, like Edmonton, he would have made that decision before he signed an eight-year deal or the, the max deal because at that point, he's like, you know, I'm not sure where things are going. Things are going in the right direction here. Now, people are incredibly disappointed on what's happened so far in this series, and I'm shocked the Oilers are down 3 nothing. I thought this would be a series the Oilers would win, and then I thought it would be a coin flip against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Now, again, maybe it all comes about. Maybe the Oilers break the odds and come back in this series. I don't know. Odds say they're not going to. But I still believe the Oilers are going in the right direction. The last general manager that was in Edmonton left the Oilers in, in shambles money-wise with signings and trades. And the Oilers are just finally going to start getting out of that this summer when they can start adding pieces that they need to add. And I think one of the pieces, and we saw it last night, was so evident. They need a right-handed bottom six to, uh, centerman that can win face-offs. It's becoming more and more evident. We talked about it at the beginning of the season. We talked about the middle of the season. And last night, another reason they lost the game is they couldn't win a faceoff at an important time in overtime. And that's, so there are things that they got to do to improve. But the one thing that everyone can improve around the edges, but everyone would die to have in Toronto a Marner uh, with Matthews and Riley. Uh, in, in Colorado, they got the Landeskog, McKinnon, Randon, and on the back, and McCart. Well, the Edmonton Oilers have that too. They got Dry Settle with McDavid, and on the backside they got Nurse. You build around those players, and the Oilers are going to continue to build around them. The players that are in the middle of that, they don't want to leave anywhere. Nurse is going to resign. I mean, it's all these players want to be part of a championship here, and they know things are going in the right direction. So all the talk about Connor wanting to leave—that's just people that are upset and throwing things out there that they don't know. I found a player who forced a deal out of a city. He's nowhere oh, yeah. near. He's nowhere near as good as McDavid, but Alexi Yashin. Alexi Yashin. Well. <laughs> Alexi Yashin basically forced a deal out of Ottawa. Do you want to know what the Islanders got back? They got a Zidane Chara, and they got Jason's a second overall pick that turned out to be uh, Jason Spezza. This is after uh, Yashin had back-to-back 85-point seasons for the uh, for the uh, Ottawa Senators. They got Chara and a first-round pick that turned out to be the second overall pick. <laughs> that didn't turn they... out very well. No, and so I mean, there's there's, but not on the caliber. Nope. Not. Not on the anywhere near on the caliber of McDavid, who oh by the way still has six years left in his deal. Well, we had yeah we had a, a phone call last night. Uh, one of the gentlemen called and said that uh, they can't win with with McDavid in the playoffs. They lost last year. They lost this year. So well, last year McDavid was quite good. He averaged over two points a game in the playoffs. And he said, yeah. well, you can't points don't matter. Wins or losses. And then his next comment was. And this year he went pointless in the first two games. I said, well, you just told me that points don't matter. And now you're pointing out the fact he had no points in the first two games. Connor McDavid has played well. Now they need production. He needs to capitalize. He needs to score a goal. But to say that Connor McDavid is the problem, oh, I, uh, there are issues with the Edmonton Oilers. There's, there's things that they got to fix. Connor McDavid isn't the thing they need to fix. And that's why I'm like, wow, one game, 
that turned on a dime, and all of a sudden we're talking about Connor McDavid being a problem for the Edmonton Oilers, and it's like I knew at that point it was going to be a long night on the radio, and it was. Although yeah. we did have a lot of, we had a lot, we have a lot of educated fans that called in and had made really valid points. They, we talked about sports psychologists, we talked about all kinds of great things. But I, I, the passion of the city and the the way that the game was lost last night, I think, really uh, hurt a lot more than usual. Hey, I'll tell you a story. Uh, I was playing for a team after the Oilers lost L.A. Decent level, competitive level. Led the team in scoring, Rob Brown. Uh, did we lose Rob? Is he still there, or is he kicking in and out? No, I mean, All right. right. So I played for it. So during that season, we were driving to a game with the coach who later worked in the Western Hockey League and in the NHL, and he actually said to me, the Oilers have to contemplate moving Wayne Gretzky to Chicago, possibly for a Savard-Doug Wilson combination. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, like that guy That guy later worked in the NHL. <laughs> so, oh, and, not you know, everybody that works in the NHL is a brain surgeon. Well, no, but, they, like, I mean, and but there was frustration after the Oilers crashed out against 80, in 82. And you're just like, you know, Wayne would go on and win four cups. Uh, by the way, McDavid, for the record, is in year three of his eight-year deal. So he has five more years coming up under contract in Edmonton. Settle has four more years. Austin Matthews is a free agent in three years. So uh, that'll be an interesting... And I hope for Toronto's case, and I mean this, I hope that... Because I'd rather see him play in Toronto, because it's way better for the league if Matthews is in Toronto. Oh, absolutely it is. All right, final one for you. Rob Brown, our Inside the Game analyst from the Oilers Radio Network. Uh, so you've been a player. You've been in a situation where you're down. It looks dire. Do you just go out blank and play? You know what I mean? Just go play. You do. And, and I said to you the other day, hockey players, to get to where you are at, at that level, you've got an amazing amount of self-confidence. You believe in yourself. So I, I have 100% guarantee you that the Edmonton Oilers actually believe they're going to win this series. They, they do. And they're going to go out, and when you're down at, at this point, everything's against you. As you say, you go out and play. Just go play hockey. There's no, there's no fear now. There's no fear because you're not supposed to come back. So I would expect the Edmonton Oilers to have their best game of the series. Now, having said that, I believe Winnipeg will too. The one thing, the last two games have been incredibly entertaining. They have been playoff-style hockey games. We just need one of those to end up on the right side of the win column for the Edmonton Oilers. I believe it's going to be a good game tonight. Uh, another texter says, Bob, what about Rick Nash wanting out of Columbus after several years? That's fair. That did happen. There's another one. Yeah. And, some, and somebody said about Chris Pronger. To me, that's different. Pronger came here. He was not drafted, developed by Edmonton, started off in Hartford, went to St. Louis, got established in St. Louis, came in for a year. People to this day uh, want a rumor, rumor monger about what happened. They don't, it, his, family, his family didn't want to live here. It wasn't Chris Pronger. It was his family. Right. And so there you go. And uh, away we go. Rob, we'll see what happens tonight. I say just get after it, push the pace, play. You know, like, is there, is there any chance they'll be looser? Not loser, as that texter suggested <laughs> when the team was three and six, but looser. Is there any chance you're just, you're down three nothing. You got nothing to lose, right? Oh, I agree. I think, I honestly, this will be the most entertaining game of the series. I really do. I think the Edmonton Oilers are going to throw everything at them and say, all right, this is what we can do at our best. See if you can match it. And if you can, well, you deserve to beat us. Rob, Patrick Waugh wanted out of Montreal. That is true. Well, That's, a good... <laughs> That's true. Yeah, but he wanted out of Montreal because he let in eight and they wouldn't pull him. 
Pavel Bury wanted out of Vancouver. Is that true? Pavel Bury wanted out of Vancouver. I guess maybe. Uh, what about Eric Carlson wanting out of Ottawa and Ryan O'Reilly wanting out of Buffalo? To me, different scenarios. Uh, Buffalo didn't draft O'Reilly. O'Reilly, by the way, went to Erie. If you really dig, I brought up Erie. If you really dig, you can find out who O'Reilly was drafted ahead of that year that he shouldn't have been in the OHL draft because he committed going to Erie. Eric Carlson, that's fair. He was in Ottawa. He wanted out. Bit of a reoccurring theme with Ottawa. Rob, let's have some fun tonight. Sounds good, Bob. Take care. That's our Inside the Game analyst, Rob Brown. Uh, and he is our headliner for Woolhawk. Beef jerky just might be the best you've ever tasted. All right, some guests and orders now. Receive your certificates to Japanese Village. Open for takeout orders. Full details at jvedmonton.ca. Our North Division report is brought to you by Craig Hummel at Remax Excellence. The Oilers down 3 nothing to Winnipeg. Do or die tonight, 7.45. Puck drop, 5 o'clock tonight. Montreal Canadiens and the Maple Leafs go at it. Series tied 1-1. Uh, Cole Caulfield draws in. Eric Stahl out for the Canadiens. Obviously no John Tavares for the Maple Leafs. Cody Jansen, hit that sting right now. Brought to you by Craig Hummel at Remax Excellence. Finding your dream home, listing your old home. It all starts at soldtodayedmonton.ca. List it, sell it, move on. All right. Uh, old saying in the car business, cars cost less than Wetaskiwin. Brent Ridge Ford, 10-time President's Award winner for customer satisfaction. They're open six days a week to serve you. They're following all their COVID protocols to protect both customers and staff. You know what? They're Oilers fans uh, at uh, Brent Ridge Ford. They actually have a Flames fan. Somehow they've uh, allowed him to remain employed all this time. Uncle Milt says they're low on used vehicle inventory, which makes now a perfect time for you to sell. Let the gang at Brent Ridge Ford lend a hand. You can reach them one eight seven seven four seven seven thirty six seventy three, or visit brentridge.com. When we return on Oilers Now, we'll hook up with Al May, longtime Washington Capitals broadcaster. The Caps uh, ran into some goaltending challenges just to health of their three guardians after a global news weather traffic update Devin Horn. Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio 630 Chad.